Peace and grace, fam. How you doing? Here we are once again for the Hot Sauce Podcast, brought to you by Make Some Intelligent Noise, the justice movement for fairness and equality for all. And this is a division, a division of MSIN, where we just kind of keep it real. And I strongly recommend, due to potential language and content, that the little kitties, uh, you know, we probably should send them outside or up to their rooms. This is adult conversation only. (laughs) Uh, And with me today, we don't say any names on our podcast unless people want to say their name. So I'm just going to say I got a Boston babe with me today, um, straight straight from heaven and uh she's gonna bring the noise she's gonna make some intelligent noise so let's go peace and grace peace and grace how are you i'm good i'm actually good cheers yes yes let us refresh our thirst quench our thirst Mm -hmm. oh oh that's strong i might need a little more um I might need just a little bit more of something to tone that down. So, how are you doing? How's how's the business going? Let's start there. Let's start with just how's your business? My business. If you're asking how my business is doing, it's the same as asking me how I'm doing. So, my okay. business is great. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's my family. It's me. It's everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Your daughters are doing well. They are. They're growing. They're learning. And, you know, it comes with successes. It comes with challenges. But I'm so grateful because we have instructions. We sought out what our destiny is instead of, like, spending the rest of our life looking for it. And so we understand that there will be successes and that there will be challenges. Yes. And the successes can be painful. I just went through something very painful, so... Really? Yes. Would you care to share what was painful? <clears throat> Just break up, you know? Oh, yes. It, end of something, when yes. something has to end. In the tarot card, it it says death. Mm-hmm. If you pull it, it'll say death. But people think it's the literal, like you're going to die and go to Physical a grave. Death. It's mm-hmm. not. It's talking about the death of something, mm-hmm. a, a habit or a situation or a scenario. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's a death, there's got to be time to mourn. Right, and grieve. And grieve. I do believe um, that it is also a physical death, so we have to be mindful of that because mm. people do transition. Yes. But I even see that as a form of like expansion of consciousness, growth. You know, I know it hurts, but, you know, things make you also feel good. Yeah. So, but so we're in that, that shift, that transformation. Which is perfect timing right now. The well, we just we just passed November thirteenth, mm-hmm. and that is the day of transformation. We are in a lunar blood moon eclipse. Yes, in Scorpio. In Scorpio, my mama is Scorpio. Ooh. My daughter is Scorpio. Emotions are going to run high, so folks better get a handle on it and manage mm-hmm. that. Because emotions in Scorpio are always tense and passionate. Mm-hmm. My mother and my daughter's sun sign are both Scorpio. Mm. But I have people around me who have moon in Scorpio, rising in Scorpio. So, 
Mm. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Like I find, and this is for all my Christians and my Muslim brothers and sisters and, and whoever, just people in general, you know, it's almost like some folks are afraid to embrace that the, the planets actually do have a level of pull or influence. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't control what we do, but they can influence our thinking and our behavior and our intuition to the point mm -hmm. where it's almost like we're puppet on a string. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's John 1, 1, since we're speaking about this kind of religion. It's like in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So that means God is the invocation, you know, it's the, it's the activation. It's that thing that is in you. Yeah. It's not necessarily just in an external source. Well, everything that God created is perfect in its own it perfection, it right? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So if the planets didn't have a purpose that was good for God, then certainly I don't think God would have created them. There's a reason that we have more than just a sun and a moon, right? right. Like Jupiter and Neptune. I mean, we have more know. than just eyes and a nose. You know what I'm saying? You're right. We have a lot of other things. Yes. Everybody has to poop, so it is what it is. <laughs> it is Everything what it is. has a purpose. Yes. But so your relationship came to a time of transformation. Yeah. And um, that did that catch you by surprise? Were you shocked? Or did you know it was coming? I felt like all of those things. I felt all of those things at different times, sometimes at the same time. You know, and um, yeah. When that shock hit, it really hit. I mean, it really hit. And I had to, I didn't know it was going to be so painful physically. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's another thing I find almost astonishing is that during those breakups or transformations, when the other person is no longer in your life and you can't share even the smallest detail with them about your day, mm -hmm. like that hurts because now you, who do you share that with when you built a bond of trust with the person who is gone? Shared it with myself. I yes. Think. I shared it with the ocean, I shared it with the river, I shared it with the ground that I walk on. I started just giving thanks for those things, and so I had a different perspective. Because I really, I struggled with, what am I guilty of? What is my responsibility? Now, I don't give a fuck. Like, nah, that shit is ridiculous. You don't yeah. do something like that to someone. Yeah. We are in a commitment, we're in a relationship, we're in a covenant. You don't just do certain things. Yeah. But then I'm like, right, Tamiko, you you shouldn't have just did certain things that I would battle with. But even though I did certain things, I was in it for the long run, the endurance. Like, I ain't just check out. Do you ever find yourself, like, and I'm guilty of this, I've done it. Do you ever find yourself maybe walking around the house and you're vacuuming or folding clothes or cleaning or doing something else, but you're just talking to yourself? You're just having this whole spiritual dialogue with, with you and self so and, and God, I suppose. Doing all those things and having that conversation, but then also not doing all those things because of a depression that just has you on the couch, like... Laundry is piling up, dishes are piling up, you know what I mean? Feelings are piling up, emotions are piling up, and you're just yes. stuck, can't do any of those things, but being forced to have those real conversations. I think the good thing is that 
if you're having a conversation. Because if you're doing all those things or not doing all those things and not having a conversation with yourself, that's 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 not that's, healthy. You need therapy. Yes, <laughs> you need some outside help. It, but it's interesting. Our human nature is to talk. Mm-hmm. To talk about things when they bother us. You, you ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? And some people say, oh, I'm fine. And some that's, people like me will tell you my whole and story. And they will tell you the whole story, right? <laughs> and you're listening like, I just wanted to know if you're okay. But then don't ask if you're not ready to hear the whole story and hear what the person has to say. Well, whether, I just think that we're all reflections. Of each other? Yeah, so if all of a sudden... Somebody just starts telling you a story. The one thing that we do know is that we are in the present. At that moment, you're not in the past. You're not in the future. So you're right there. Yeah. So what is the present telling you? This person has something to say. Yeah. And your reflection is going to be what your response is. Your response is like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or your response might be like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Should we talk more? Or yes. it might be like, you need help. Yes. <laughs> it's a reflection of whatever your consciousness is at the time. They say, or I've heard it said, uh, maybe I read it somewhere, that be mindful of who you do talk to and who's talking to you because you may be entertaining angels unawares. Yes. That's and I, I love really, that I do. I love it. And it changed me from being, you know... Sometimes you're so busy doing so many things, you just don't have time Mm -hmm. to really engage someone in a conversation. All you can do is smile and say, have a great day because you got to get to your next thing and you got to have a meeting and there's some other people waiting on you. But then if you just take one moment, just take one moment and breathe, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like it, it'll, it'll come to you and be in the present and listen to what the person is saying you might learn something. Right, they right. may be there, as you said. They have something to say mm-hmm. for a reason. Could even be a message. A, even if it was just a mirror check for you, <laughs> yeah, maybe it could have been a whole other thing for you. It might be like, I'm glad I'm not going through all that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. See, I'm um, fidgety, so I don't. It's it's really has it has been difficult for me to just be able to. Just do one thing. Focus on the present. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, Oya over here, Oshun over here. If there's a man in the middle, I'm trying to strike a balance. You know what I mean? Like, oh, forget it. It could be Drop Squad Kitchen, a a Gungu Festival, Egg Bay Fest. Yes. I'm on Facebook right now. Like, Stay focused. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we're, we're actually, uh, we're about to cut the Facebook. Um, as much as I appreciate everyone joining in, we opened this up. Uh, this is my podcasting for hot sauce. And so it's about to get a little bit live. And so I have to cut it off Facebook because Facebook is going to cut me off anyway. Uh, one of the conversations that we're about to engage in when we finish relationships, we're going to talk about the truth of the COVID-19 virus. And I've been censored from so many other, every other platform, they will not allow me to discuss it and tell you my version, my research of what the truth is. And so um, Facebook is gonna cut it off anyway. (laughs) Right, because you're just saying those words. Just for saying the words COVID. We should have just came up with the community that anybody, if you're talking about that, we're just gonna say Charlotte. We're going to say beats. 
Yes. We're gonna say something that is unique. So when we say that as a people, yes. because we've had this conversation off of Facebook, we've had it in real person, and we circulated it amongst the community that we are gonna have code code words when we're speaking about something specifically. We should probably do that for rep- reparations. Stop telling everybody what we're gonna do. Yes. Stop telling everybody how we are gonna respond as a community, as a community to this thing that they have put out here and we have all been affected by. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we should come up with something it, like that, It y'all. bothers me so much. And I'm thinking when you said code word, why not COVID backwards, which is DIVOC, right? Yeah. DIVOC right. is COVID. Because we just talked about it. So, we, so, so yeah. now it's not a code. <laughs> right. uh, you know, DIVOC 19, right? <laughs> 91. Right. But it, I find it so, it, it just breaks my heart. And that's why I'm so passionate about telling the truth of what I know. Um, in regards to pharmaceutical companies and the, the, the new world order and all of those things and the 5G towers, all of that is here as a result of, of Divac, all right, 91, Divac 91. And they've bamboozled us, they've hoodwinked us, and it's the brown people that have been, I feel in my perspective, the most hoodwinked. By not knowing the truth. And you've got us running around out here getting nanotechnology inoculations called a COVID-19 vaccine. Well, (laughs) everybody has their place in this world because we already established that we think everything is everything. So they have hoodwinked, but they haven't because I'm definitely not hoodwinked. You're definitely not hoodwinked. Everybody is not going to be saved. You know what I mean? They say you can lead a horse to water. So, you know, you do good work. That's all you can do. You do good work. You do the best you can do to bring the message like Gabrielle. If there's such a thing as Gabrielle, Gabrielle, the angel, the the messenger angel, then you bring the message. And that's all you're responsible for is telling the truth. Everything outside of that has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Yes. I'm just saying, like, that's how it works. So we're going to get what you put in, you know, get, get out what you put in. Absolutely. So we're going to cut it there as we continue our conversation about Divac 91. (laughs) And uh, if you want to hear the rest of that conversation, or if you just want to tune in and hear the other things that we're talking about, we're about to go in on relationships and what that really means as we sip on our syrup. And enjoy it's hibiscus tea, y'all. And hibiscus tea, yes. <laughs> that's what I'm having. Yes, that's and water. And hibiscus and water. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. Uh, podcast Anchor, Spotify, iHeart. You'll find me M S I N Rochelle Wilson. Hot sauce. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Yep. So now going in on the real deal. Tell me about the relationship and why did you find yourself shocked? And tell me, tell me more about the relationship. Is what I'm saying. I got married. Yes. Like so, a real at 47. Like that was a done thing, done deal. Like that's my husband. Yes. And this, so this is what you, worse, yes. So richer for poor, so death do us part. Yeah. We're in covenant with Ifa. We made a decision before Mosai. And then, and then that's not what it is now. 
Or is that what it is now? No, it's done. He, you know, just blocked me on everything. And then I emailed him. I'm like, so finally a few days later, he was just like, I'm done. You need to move on. You need to find another husband. I tried. Um, don't be in limbo. Move on. I've already moved on. He really did move on, like, with somebody else, and I saw him posting on social media and everything, and I found myself stalking and very depressed and wanting to hurt myself and had to go away from my children to the islands and just really get in, like, have time in nature, like, for real, like, that was really important, and I did that for an entire month. And I was like, I don't, I can't keep this up. I can't keep looking at his pages and looking at what he's doing and wondering when he's going to come back, having anxiety about that. Like, there's no way he could do something like this to me. Like, you actually told me that you would never, ever leave me, that you would never abandon me, that you would be around to peel back all my layers as long as I would have you. And we used to always do silly things like saying, this is it, I can't take it, but, you know, that's immature. And I realized, like, all of those things manifested. So you have to be very careful about your words and the things that you say. Ooh. And if you can, the things that you think. Ooh. Because we all know right from wrong. Ooh. You know what I mean? So, so at the end of the day... I was I, trying to move that and all the stones fell. It's yeah. all stones and glass in there. So think about that. Okay. So... So that was too much. It was a shock. It was hurtful. It was painful. I felt degraded. I felt humiliated. I felt like everybody was watching me. Like, come on. This is what I'm saying. Things go to the extreme. There's no way that everybody on Facebook is looking at everything that I'm going through and having a conversation about it at their dinner table. But when you get so low, you actually think extreme like that. And it was just too much. And I was like, no, I'm. this is not me. I can't live like this. Like, yeah. you've got to do something. I'm trying hypnosis. I'm getting afas. I'm doing Evo. I'm talking to myself in the mirror. I'm in therapy. I'm like doing every <laughs> single thing that they say you need to be doing. I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it still, it doesn't, I mean, it Take helps. It, it, it helps. All of those things do help little by little and every day they you did. get up and you do it. Um, and before you know it, things are better and better and better. But I want to comment and just say to, to a certain degree, you know, because I share with you, but you know from what happened, I've spent eight years with a man that was my all in all. I bent over backwards and kissed my own ass just to make him happy. And That's it still wasn't enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's some serious stretching. But yes. why are we stretching for somebody else and not ourselves? He left me, walked in one day, left me and married another woman. In six months, he was married to another woman. And it was a shock. For me, it was a shock. I guess you got the lesson, huh? I definitely got the lesson. It felt like someone had just, you know, had put all of this china on a glass, on a table, and then just pulled the cloth from under it, and the table and the china, everything just went broken. So that was like... So it was painful, but the point that I'm trying to get to Wait, is, I want to know, what was the lesson? First, let me say the point. Okay. I finally, after going to nature and the therapy and the talking and everything you just said... I finally got to a point where it just, I laid across my bed and I looked up at the fan spinning around slowly and I just said, God, make the hurt stop. Like, let me just move on and let it go. 
And it was almost miraculous. I swear, this is the truth. After almost nine, 10 months of absolutely excruciating heart and physical pain from this man believing me, that moment, it was all gone. And I haven't looked back since. Yeah. I, I haven't looked back since. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? But in that moment that I asked God for help, what, whatever we call God, by all the names that God can be called, right? I did it with so much sincerity and so much realty <clears throat> in my heart. The tears, I was quiet, laying quiet on my bed. I wasn't saying a word. I had done all my work. And I just fell back on my bed in a total, like, submission. And the tears just rolled from my eyes down to my hairline. And I said, God, make the hurt stop. I can't take anymore. And it was gone. Can I say something? Please do. I was doing all of that and asking God, asking Olujumari. Please take this pain away. It's physical. It hurts. Like, it's too much. You know, I was going to the ocean, asking the same thing, making offerings, doing readings. My offerings were always accepted. And I still didn't believe that God could do it. Mm. Like, I really didn't. And so, when I came back here, it was even worse than when I left, how I felt. Mm. Because it was like reality. Mm. And you can't lie about it. You can't fake it. You know what I mean? It was like I did all that going away, running away, and still... It hurt. Couldn't it deal with hurt. myself. So ashamed. You know, I was bringing all of that back. But remember, I said it. <laughs> I kept going to God repeatedly. All the Arisha, the ancestors, Bay. Man... And then, you know, I keep reminding myself, they all, it always says your prayers have been accepted, you know? Mm-hmm. I know in myself that they've been accepted, but I'm like, how come I don't feel that immediate thing like you described, right? Because a cake has to be baked in the oven. Mm-hmm. A cake takes time to bake in the oven. I was sitting at my house <laughs> like this, and it was like, I was in the part where it's a lounge on my couch, so... You know, I had a place for an armrest and I had a pillow here, so I realized, like, oh my God, I'm on the throne. <laughs> like, I'm physically, oh my God, I call this place the mothership, because, you know, I brand everything. Right, right, right. It. Like, I'm really the chief of navigator, the HMIC, the AC, a bunny child worldwide. Mm-hmm. And you can really made you. Yeah, I mean, man, I just keep going with all of the titles that I have. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and um, I was like, wow, I'm a kingmaker. I have to stay on the middle passage with balance. And I was like, I did the same thing. I feel like I gave him my all. I was very transparent. I'm like, I'm sick. I have these traumas. I tend to yell. I cry a lot. If I'm not allowed to express myself. I get loud a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also have my other side. I'm very sweet, giving, caring, tolerant, considerate, a great businesswoman, a great mother, a great sister, a great daughter, a great auntie, a great organizer. Like all these things. Yes. And it's like I share those things, but you didn't accept the position. So I was like, great. 
and Ifa for our listening audience, um, for the sake of, of being fair to everyone, uh, it, would it be safe to put the word God? Would be there? an indigenous system. Ifa would would be a uh, part of God that represents wisdom. Okay. That is a witness to all things in creation. That knows the past, the present, and the future. And so, through divination, you can pull up different. Like people would say, tarot cards. Mm-hmm. There are different Olodu or Odu ancestral energy that will speak to a situation of the past, which will tell you what is going on in your life now, and it has instructions for you. Mm-hmm. It might have some um, things that you should not do as far as instructions, like you should not be wearing black. Maybe you should not eat chicken right now. Maybe you should refrain from having sex. Maybe you should leave your partner. Maybe you should speak more softly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you should treat uh, the women around you um, with more respect because the, the mothers are calling you. They, they're speaking. They yes. want your attention. Yes. Um, different energies, like people know them as Arisha, may also speak during when this card speaks, you know? So is it possible, and I'm not saying that it is, I'm just asking a question. Is it possible that this, that this Ifa wisdom told him to go? It's possible, but not like that because there were some other things that were involved, like... That pulls out if you want to stretch it out. Thank you. You know, I asked certain questions, and he was very specific So, with his answers. Mm-hmm. And he even sent me a ritual to eradicate the union. And mm-hmm. he said that he received it from the person who joined us together. And that person said he absolutely did not send him anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because so either I went, he misinterpreted or he is not being transparent with the truth. Right. But either way, you just, you don't engage in a union before spirit, before God, before the Arumale, before the Arisha, and say that you're going to be with this person and then just decide to ghost the person. Well, had you, had you consulted um, the, the spiritual beings prior to the union? We, you had permission to be married? Yes, we did do oh, a marriage okay. consultation, and we were given instructions, and those instructions were not obeyed. Oh, okay. We were supposed to have, talk everything out. So when you were given instructions to talk about everything, leave no stone unturned as far as communication and conversation verbally, yes. which could be orally, which can be written, Yes. the communication was... It was a silent treatment. Mm, was being that's disobedience. Locked from um, things where I was in a business partnership. It was um, dissolving by just leaving, not having a conversation, not any of that. Um, the other businesses that we had, that I personally had invested in. And, um, yeah. So if you could now in reflection, and I'm certainly going to answer this question after you, um, if you could, if there were 10 little young girls between the ages of 15 and 25 sitting in front of you and asking you, you know, what was the lesson and how could, you know, what, what is the lesson for us? What would be that lesson for those 10 young ladies, those women in training? 
what would you tell them to watch out for? One of them is to trust your own gut, your intuition, you know, your mind. Because you know that when you are approaching an intersection and the light turns yellow, that according to rules, which I think is not a bad one, slow down. Mm -hmm. Because it's about to go to red. But because you might be in a rush or other circumstances, you're like, I'm just going to run through it. You might make it through. Or you might not. But your mind probably told you something. You had a thought when that light turned yellow. You did not have a not. You just didn't have a thought. If you're, if you find a way to make sure you can always stay focused on yourself so that you can be well directed in this life using whatever medium you need to. Your medium could be food will make it be healthy so that it works for you. Mm -hmm. It could be God. Make it be useful so that it works for you. Because you need to, whatever it is, be able to have a good relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. So that was a major lesson for me because I had dreams. That is a gift from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I was told things. I actually had dreams where I saw myself taking his wedding band off. I saw him with another woman. Oh, I asked about these things. Prior to it happening, I see. Yes, I asked about these things. Four warnings. Four warnings. And I had, like I said, a marriage doc father that says, I see big woman, little man. You know, um, he was younger. Mm -hmm. He's from a different culture, a different nation. Mm -hmm. So... There were other things that were going in. So the other lesson that I is, is make sure you really heed the warnings and the advices of people that you respect as elders or people that you respect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't seek advice from people and then don't use it. I like the part about the elders only because I know that chances are elders have been around the mulberry bush more than once. Right. They've experienced what we've already, what we're about to go through or what we have come through. Mm-hmm. And so I like to keep people around me that I respect spiritually, that I respect intellectually, that I respect intelligently, that I respect economically. Yeah. I like to keep women and men around me that have their own businesses, that mm -hmm. own their own homes, their own land, people mm -hmm. who have traveled. You know, because when we get in other conversations, a lot of people, like somebody told me just today that in order for her to be um, on this major network, because this sister is very powerful. She's going to be on um, a podcast later tonight, and I'm going to be promoting her. But she had to do something that ethically and morally I don't think that we should have to do. But people are being forced to do it in order to have access, which is get that vaccination. Oh. And so a lot of people that I would never, ever think that would do that, they're making sacrifices and if those people are smart and they have a relationship with themselves and their relationship with themselves is a part of a system that says you should seek divination before you make any major decision, I feel like those people are going to be all right. Because like I already said, I don't think it's morally and ethically um, right for us to be forced to do those things in order to have access to things that we all Blood, sweat, tears, especially our ancestors broke their back for your corporation to even be a corporation. <laughs> That's right. Like, 
That's and sad. can't get a job unless we get the COVID vaccine. Right, like, right. Mm-hmm. That is morally and ethically Those people wrong. need to be banned from the United States and not allowed to have business. It's you a violation I mean? legally, lawfully of the Constitution. But when you have the masses, when you have promoted the masses of people to herd it in the immunity, you know, I mean, it's like, if everybody's jumping off the bridge, what the hell? I'm going to jump off the bridge too. No, I'm not going to jump off the bridge because everyone else is. I'm going to try to tell them to don't jump. So what I'm going to do is support those people who did take the vaccinations and push whatever they're pushing that I feel like if I invest in, then I won't have to do such things. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, like, I see that. That's good I business. might not want to be on such and such network because I might not be pushing any cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? However, if what you're doing says I can invest in that cryptocurrency so that I can come up, so that I can have more wealth, so that I can have more power mm-hmm. and do what I want to do in the private, which I'm allowed by the Constitution to do, and I actually have a real citizen, which are corporations, which are my umbrella for my private side, because you have to be able to do commerce. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go get a job. Mm-hmm. So let these people go and get their vaccinations, because until they say you have to have a, a vaccination in order to have Drop Squad Kitchen, in order to be in this riverfront, then that shit's not affecting me. Right. And I won't allow it to, but I yeah. will make sure that I will create jobs where people know that they can come and do not have to be vaccinated. And the public will know that we, you know, we support what you do, but we ourselves, based off our religion, we're not vaccinating. Yes. Unless Ifa says that that's something we should yes. do. I, I just don't, me personally, you know, I've, I've done too much reading. I've talked to too many scholars um, and medical professionals who would certainly not, you know, whistleblow on the record because, you know, it's a matter of life and death. People get killed for whistleblowing. So they don't want to say anything on the record, but they'll say off the record to my Mm -hmm. face, but not on any type of social media or podcasting. You know, they'll tell me everything I need to know about the vaccine. And if it weren't for their, you know, position that they're in, they would have never gotten it. Because they don't want to put that. It is nanotechnology that they're putting into their body. And we're not sure, 100%, I'm not, of what is nanotechnology going to do? How is they going to alter my DNA? Change the very DNA of who I am? I'm not interested in that. And for so many people who did it, especially our young people, I feel the worst, that our young people, especially those of baby-making ages... What, what kind of children are, are they going to have? What, 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 what's going to be the consequences, the long-term effects well, you know, of, of, be, of a woman getting inoculated with the COVID-19 vaccine and then, you know, th- three, five, six years from now she gets pregnant and has a baby and then we don't know what's going The baby's born blind, deaf, dumb, all kinds so of things. That that does not happen. For example... Let's make some intelligent noise about the fact that they have been pushing a population control agenda. Yes. Let's not be... Getting rid of all the elderly and sick. Let's not um, be confused about the eugenicist movement, Planned Parenthood, and now they have um, making constitutional changes saying that people cannot, or making coded changes in states saying that women will not be able to get abortions. And then you have... Um, certain people saying, well, it's not really so much about the psychological aspect or the physical aspect 
of people being able to not have a choice. It's the fact that they don't have any business in those areas where they can take the blood and use the aborted baby fetuses. You know what I mean? So in Delaware, there is no facility where they can take the aborted baby fetuses. So it's not, we can't use you. We can't use your blood. We can't use your body. So we want you to take this vaccine so that you are sterilized, so that you can't have any more children. That is population control. Yeah. So this is all in, I think, in, about money. And it's so oh, it's yeah. kind of like, where are you putting your money? We have to know the corporations that we should not support, what food we should not buy. You know, things like that. Yeah. Everybody should be growing one crop. And if you have any land, somebody's going to grow crap carrots. Somebody's going to grow potatoes. Somebody's right. going to grow greens. <laughs> and we all just food share. Yes. We should yes. never, ever have to shop at these corporations that are uh, carry products like Pepsi that carry aborted baby fetuses. And Mountain Dew as well. Right. But I, when I think of Starbucks coffee, right? But when I think of um, aborted fetuses... I think of stem cell research. Right. That's what I think of. Right. When when there's no place to take these aborted fetuses, right. you take them to the stem cell research laboratories mm -hmm. and things happen to them there. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> genetically modified. So, you know, that's that's where my mind goes. I think a woman has a right to her body to do to do with her body as she so chooses. However, I do not think that a woman should use abortion as a form of birth control, because to me, that is preposterous, simply preposterous to do something like that. You get pregnant and you have an abortion instead of just maintaining and managing your sex life. You know what I mean? And, and your baby making um, capabilities like manage that. Don't just go and have an abortion. I think abortion, maybe perhaps this is wrong. But if a woman has been sexually assaulted, raped, and she becomes impregnated and feels as if that's not something that she wants to, to endure for the next 25, 35, 50 years of her life, she has a right to say no thank you. Mm -hmm. And I think that trying to take that right away from her is a violation of the Constitution as well as God's laws, my body, my choice, right. my body, my choice. Right. But I, I wanted to, um, I'm just going to kind of skip a rock over this, this, um, piece. And that is, you know, the lesson that I learned because I know the intricate details of everything that I went through and how much I sacrificed and did for this man. I helped him purchase a car, paid his bills, uh, and so much more. Those are just material things. But I think the lesson for me, the one thing that resonates with me, is, as I stated, I bent over backwards to kiss my own ass just to make him happy. For me, the lesson is that is not how you love someone. If they're not bending over backwards and kissing their ass for me, I should not be bending over backwards, kissing my ass for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's ass. not equal. It's not fair. It's not uh, reciprocated. You know, the reciprocity of love isn't there. But I always illusioned myself that if I could just show him 
how great I'm wonderful and how much I love him and I'm wonderful and I'm great and I'm this and I'm that and all of these things. Like he said, I'm a businesswoman, I'm a mom, I'm a great sister, I'm a great friend. That if I could show him that, if he could see that with his third eye, then everything would be just as right as rain because he would have this amazing epiphany mm -hmm. and say, what the hell am I thinking trying to run around with these other women when I've got a, you know, a, a star franchise player at home. Mm -hmm. So for me, the lesson is I'm not bending over backwards to make you happy. Uh, if you're bending over backwards to make me happy, then that's nice. But I think we both should stand upright, hold hands and, and make each other happy from that perspective. You know, it is most simplistic, a four-year-old child, uh, explanation, just let's stand up straight under the umbrella of almighty divine creator. Let's hold hands and walk this journey together. Don't let go, because as long as we're holding hands, you know, it's almost like an invisible protection shield. The, these arrows of the enemy will not penetrate us because we're holding hands, we're holding on, we're clinging to each other and God. And uh, so I think that's the lesson for me. If I could give that to young girls, that's what I would tell them, hold hands. You know, with God, mm -hmm. both of you hold hands with God and each other. And that's how you make a relationship really um, a beautiful, beautiful walk, a beautiful journey. You know, I never forget my mother told me one day um, it was like tumultuously thunderstorming and raining and it was awful. And, you know, and I was working um, very, very far away from my house like two buses and I didn't have a car and I called this man to come and get me. Would you, Hey man, person, <laughs> would you come and get me? Because I'm, I'm walking. I have to walk, mm -hmm. you know, and could you just come and get me? Well, he was watching a movie in bed, relaxed, allegedly. So he says, for all I know, he could have had company, could have mm -hmm. been somewhere who knows where he was, but he wouldn't come to get me. And on that long walk home, in that tumultuous thunderstorm rain, so it gave me an opportunity to think. And when I called my mom and I told her I'd made it home, I'm safe, you know, I changed clothes, I was dry. But I was crying. I, I was definitely not in a good place emotionally. Like it would have been so simple, five minutes to come and get me, drop me home, and then he could have gone back to whatever he was doing. entertaining or doing. But he wouldn't do it. And when I told my mom the story, her answer, her response, as you say, the mirror and the reflection, mm -hmm. it was so simple that I could beat myself up. She said, baby, he loves you. He just don't love you enough. Mm -hmm. He don't love you like a man supposed to love a woman. Mm -hmm. And we went on with our conversation, but I never forgot that. And my mother's been dead now for seven years. And so she told me that probably good 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, and um, lesson, lesson very well learned. The signs are there. 
the red flags are there. But for me, and I can't imagine I'm the only woman in the whole wide universe <laughs> who's ever done it, right. just believe that if I can be great enough and show them that I'm well, wonderful yeah. enough, they're, they're going to just have this epiphany and the great lights and, Whoa! you know, the clouds are going to open up and everything is going to be fine. Don't, don't disillusion yourselves. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... If you hurting me doesn't hurt you, Ooh. I can't be with you. Because I am such an empath and an intuitive person that it actually helped me this time around when um, this brother was interested in me, is interested in me. And I just felt like this is moving too fast, you know? So I consulted my, my Ori, actually, before <laughs> anything else. My Ori was like, no, this is too soon. You should be focused on your money right now, your family, your legacy, and not someone else. God needs you to be in a certain stance when your husband shows up. Mm. You know what I mean? That's like powerful. You, yeah, so this is the part where I was like, <clears throat> if hurting me, if hurting you doesn't hurt me, I don't want to be with you. Mm. I mean that because that's how I feel. So I found myself not wanting to hurt this person because this person, um, we came together under similar circumstances. Somebody actually introduced us. It was like, I know this young man that he went through the same thing as you. Y'all need to meet because y'all both are looking for a person. But that was just her reflection because I wasn't actually looking. I'm not looking for somebody. I just want this to go away. This pain to stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, but we all know mm -hmm. if you have somebody else, it makes it easier. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. But I know that I've Holding done that. hands. <laughs> I know that I didn't want to be in that place because, you know, my husband was, ex-husband was the one that was that for me. And that's why we had such a long friendship. And even though he always wanted to be in a romantic relationship and intimate with me, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm talking about for three years, I maintain, let's just be like this, you know, because I know me and there's still stuff I have to work on. Yes. And um, so, you know, moving forward, I didn't want to disappoint him and it hurt me because I didn't want to hurt him. And I said, okay, this is how I know that you are not in the right place. You cannot be thinking about other people more than you think about yourself. Like, what mm. about hurting yourself and you do something again when you have been instructed and directed by your own self that it's not time, it's mm -hmm. not ready. Mm -hmm. You're not ready. Yeah. So that's why my advice to those little girls is like, have a good relationship with yourself. Respect yes. yourself. Trust yes. yourself. Because honestly, we got mothers, fathers, elders, God. But really right here... The one thing that we know is ourself. Yes. You know what I mean? So. And I think that you and I are saying the same thing uh, equally as poignantly. We're just saying it in a different vernacular, but we're saying the same thing. Don't bend over backwards and kiss your own ass for someone who's not doing it for you. Like, have that relationship with yourself. Love yourself. Bend over backwards and kiss your ass for your own self. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do for you all the love... And the energy and the time that I put into that person for eight years, I could have been putting that into me. And who knows where I would be today had I not been putting it, uh, you know, into him. And, and just sidebar. You might not have been here. His so mother introduced us to each other. I know that. <laughs>
who later at the closing of the eight years, I mean, up to the eight years, I was her daughter-in-law. And at the last, at, seven, at year seven, she just kind of, you know, started telling him things like, you don't need to be with her. She too, she's too much for you. Just things like, how did I go from daughter-in-law to, mm -hmm. to this other conversation that you're having? And she didn't know that she uh, had not hung up the phone and was talking to him while the phone was still there. And I'm listening, yeah. you know, but she, so she sorry. adamantly denies that she ever said it, but you know, you know, I don't want, <laughs> and you know, for her to be an elder and, and such an important person in my life that hurt me tremendously. Uh, even though he and I were, were coming to an end, um, I just never expected her to come to an end. That's why we have to be really careful. Because it takes a village. And they say when you marry someone, you're marrying both families. And yes. so I really loved his family. And he not only cut me off, but he cut off my mother and my father and my children, who he called his daughters and who they yes. trusted and believed him and needed uh, that level of <clears throat> male physical presence in their life. Yes. And he created a trauma wound for them. Yes. And, um takes a special type of man, I was told, to leave children. Oh, yeah. To hurt children in any kind of way. Right. Is a, I'm like, you mm. know, is, is a traumatized individual from, from the gate, most likely. But, you know, that's something I was talking to uh, a brother friend yesterday. I was talking to a nice dude. Um, and he's, he called it, he said, we have men that are missing and we have men that are malfunctioning. They're, they're walking around every day as if they're just wonderful, normal, healthy, individual men. And the fact of the matter is, somewhere in their life, they have been traumatized. They have been broken uh, and perhaps rebuilt, but not rebuilt sturdy. So they're functioning, but they're malfunctioning. Right. Um, and so that really was impactful for me to hear him. I love to listen to men. Tell me about men. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much wisdom in that. So I really, I really love that a lot. And um, we've we've only got a few more minutes before we've got to close out. Uh, so I'm I'm going to start bringing it to an, a close. But I want to say, I love men to tell me about men. Yes. Because that is where I find the greatest insight on how I can be the best woman that I can be for the right man. That's supposed to be with me. Who's going to bend over backwards for me because he loves himself and he has a good relationship with his mom. And I have asked for discernment a lot because I would like men to tell me about not only just other men and their perspectives, but if I'm dealing with you in business or personally to tell me about yourself. I have eyes to see and ears to hear and a mouth to ask questions. Yes. You know, so I think it's better. And, but I do understand from listening to men that they feel like we don't allow them to be emotional. Ooh. Like, especially as boss women. Mm. And I don't personally think that I do this, but, um, you know, we emasculate them. I think there's a difference, you know, and telling somebody your observations and or saying like, listen, I, it would be better for me to do this because I'm more capable, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
and a man, you know, feeling intimidated by that, that's not my problem, that's not my fault, but if we're in a union, we need to work on that, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. But men are saying that they don't know how to be emotional, that's not how they were raised, they're not mm. able to express themselves emotionally without, you know, being labeled as feminine, mm. so I understand mm. that, and mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. understanding that more, even since this uh, breakup, it will help me in dealing with men, like, make sure that... I'm asking questions that, you know, deal with their emotions because maybe the way I spoke, maybe the way I talked hurt that person. Like, I really don't want to hurt anyone, but if you're not telling me it hurts, you just say, I don't like that you do that. I'm like, all men say I'm too loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, women say I'm loud. I right. am loud. I get it. Yeah. But I don't, if, if, if something I'm doing is hurting you, I need to know that. That's the only thing that I could think of that maybe I hurt this man so much that he really had to ghost me, my mother, my father, and my children, but I didn't know that. But also, I think it's important. That's why we, we know we should know cosmology, astrology. Because yes. when I really looked into it, I was yes. like, damn, yes. this dude got like moon. You know what I'm saying? And the timing that he left. To look at the stars, where were they? Where were the stars lined up at the time? It was a Saturn return in Capricorn. These, ooh. And my Saturn is in Cancer in the second house. You know, so it meant that some things that I didn't do for myself, were, it was, it's time to be um, looked at, acknowledged, corrected. And when you're in a Saturn, self, yeah. if you're in a Saturn, if everything is going good, then it'll continue to go good. But if something is going to go bad, you're now going to be challenged. Well, Saturn always means work and responsibility, mm -hmm. and and we're gonna cut it right there, sis. Did you have a last? Um, did you want to say anything? Uh, as as we close, you have one minute. Yes. When you do good, you receive good. When you do bad, you receive bad. Do good, my brothers and sisters. May all be well with you. Ashe, Ashe, you've been listening to Hot Sauce with Rochelle Wilson and guest. Uh, for Make Some Intelligent Noise, the justice movement and justice, justice incorporates a lot more than just who is and who is not behind prison walls. Until we meet next time, peace and grace.